Hi, welcome to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. I'm former Mayor Mario Guerra, and I'm, you're here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And we're listening to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. And welcome. we got a great guest here today. We have former Mayor uh, Rick Rodriguez. Former Mayor Rick Rodriguez served the city of Downey honorably and, and was just uh, uh, left about a year and a half ago. And we wanted to ask him some questions about uh, his experience, his thoughts. Uh, Rick is a super businessman on there. His company is one of the top Hispanic-owned companies in the United States. Uh, I've had the honor of knowing him for, gosh, probably going on 40 years, mm -hmm. under, uh, close to 40 years. We coach Little League together at West Downey Little League, and we've been a close friend for many years. And uh, I'm proud to say I helped talk him into running for the Downey yeah, City Council, and he served as well. So, so welcome, Mayor Rodriguez. It's good to have you, you with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this. You know, I, I watch this, these podcasts I see on Facebook, and, and I share it, and people ask, hey, did you see la the last podcast, and did you see last this and that? And I, I love watching this stuff. You guys are really doing great things in Downing. Oh, so, we appreciate so, yeah, that. So thank, thank you. you. Rick, yeah, I think you've, you have the best hair of any council member. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's taken a, a long time to get here. Uh, <laughs> it used to be black at one time, believe it or not. <laughs> well, he's got it full. You're yeah, right. Yeah, You're right. right. So. Yeah, so anyways, Rick, you know what, we're, we're glad that you're here. We want to ask you some questions. You're now, you're now happily retired. Well, you're really not, because I know you well enough, uh, and I know you're super busy. But tell us about a little bit about life after the council. You, it's been, what, a little bit over a year, yeah. uh, December of 2020. Yeah. yeah. So. so, you know, I'm really enjoying this time of my life. You know, I'm, I'm doing some book writing. I'm doing some volunteer work. I'm, I, I carried a lot of stuff from mm -hmm. things I started City Council. They've carried through, and I've been able to parlay those into other great nonprofit things for my own family's foundation. You know, we have a foundation called Liberty Foundation. We help our veterans. We help our, mm -hmm. our children that are in foster care graduate. We help get jobs for people, housing for people, um, even, even um, you know, sheltering for animals, you know, that could be a good service dog to a, to a, to a veteran, you know, so. Rick, I've known you for about 15 years or so before you were on the council. I think it was maybe through the Chamber of Commerce. I don't, I don't know. When did you start getting involved with the City of Downey? Well, I, you know, I think it's probably been about 25, 30 years ago. You know, I was involved with the Emergency Preparedness Committee, I was the chairman of that. I was, uh, I was one of the presidents of the Downey Chamber of Commerce. When Mario was mayor, I was the president of the chamber. That was really a fun time for it both was. of us. Because, we, you know, we had a lot of fun. You know, a lot of ribbon, done, yeah, too. ribbon cuttings. And, and I, I went to every event, and he went to every event. So it was always fun when we took our pictures. It was us were together, you know, like Batman and Robin, we were together, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I want to say 20, 25 years ago I got involved. Um, even prior to that, you know, as Mario mentioned, you know, Coach Little League, we got involved, you know, with, with things of that nature. So it's always been my passion to serve within our city. As soon as he brought the chickens into Downey, it was all good. <laughs> and so we, we just have a funny story on there. When Rick was being interviewed, uh, when, in the LA Times, asked the story about the, the, the Mexican Beverly Hills. And I think yeah. it turned out to be the Latino Beverly Hills. That's right. So Rick was being sarcastic to the reporter, you know, and says, you know, he was one of the first ones moving into the city of his Go ahead, Rick, you tell the story. Yeah, so, so you know, you're we, telling better. So we, we <laughs> live, uh, at one time, we lived in the south side of Downey. And uh, I was very proud to buy my home there, and I worked night and day to keep that house in order and 
the grass cut. And so I had a neighbor right across the street, and um, he had this big, beautiful mansion. And just like Downey, we have a lot of streets that have you know small two bedroom one bathroom, and right next to it had a ten thousand square foot mansion. Right. So this guy had one of those houses, and and so he saw me one evening. It was almost dark, and I'm cutting the grass, and he sees me out there working, and he says, "Hey, you're the new neighbor." I said, "Yes, sir." He says, um, "You're not one of those kind of guys that." parks on the grass and has chickens running all over the place and that you could run on the street. I said, no, sir, I have seven children, but I promise we have no chickens. Okay, so fast forward now 10, 15 years, I buy a house on the golf course, or on a golf course. So same thing, I'm working real hard to keep the house in order, and my house sits on the seventh hole of the Rihanna golf course. So I'm out in the backyard with my kids and my dog, and we're playing around, and I see that same neighbor. And he sees me, he goes, hey, Rick, you're here now. I said, yes, sir. He goes, oh my God, what a beautiful home. I said, oh, thank you. I said, you know what? And there's no chickens. I didn't mean any harm by that. Okay. So the LA Times reporter, he told that story, and there was some version of that, that yeah. in there. Yeah. So I still make fun of him yeah. on there. Rick, he brought his chickens yeah. to Downey and everything. I never got any credit for naming um, Downey Latino Beverly Hills, but that's okay. It's in my heart. I know. I'm going to call it that. Um, the paper called it the Mexican. Mexi yeah, yeah. Well, we all took exception on that. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a problem with Latino. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of different cultures. Because there. Cubans want to be considered Latino. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. We are. But okay. Uh, well, so, I, I hope you have some Downey Patriots framed in your house also. You know, uh, one of my proudest moments in the Downey Patriots is my swearing uh, picture. Oh, okay. My swearing picture of my son, who's a police officer at LAPD, and my kids. And that Bible is being held by my daughter. That Bible goes back to 1911, though, the Grandma's Bible that she had in her home that my mom gave to me when she passed away. That Bible was used all four years while in the office to do all, all the swearings for everybody that came into, wow. our, into office, so yeah. So Rick, so I know that you served proudly and I know that you nobody worked harder during that time that you were in office. So tell us, give us the, the top three. What are the top three things you're proudest of uh, during your time on the council? And, and, and then if you, after that, if you tell us a little bit about why you could only serve for four years? Sure, I, you know a, a couple of things. I was, I was very fortunate. I retired from my company. My children took over the, the operation of my company, so I could afford to be at City Hall every single day. So I would, it was like a regular job for me. So I go every single day. Even though I, Roger Brosmer was mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you know, I, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed going there, working along with the city staff, working with the city manager. It just you know it, to me it was another job that I could excel at because I could put time in. And so so I, I would see the needs of the city. So for example, you know, during the homeless count, you know, our city was recognized to be one of the lowest homeless count um, cities in LA County. And and it was because uh, former mayor Alex Salva and myself, we went to Fullerton, we took a look at a company coast to coast that was really going after the homeless problem. And we went we to intake the homeless people in Fullerton. Then we brought them back to our council and we got it approved. To, um, to actually bring Coastal as a contract provider for the city and really rapidly respond to our homeless. So that's one thing. I'm really glad that we're able to not just shoo away the homeless, but actually get them rapid rehouse, get them counseling they need for mental health, get them, you know, whatever, whatever case, but it wouldn't be just a bunch of people bringing food and throwing it in the, in the riverbed. It was actually intake. So, so that was one thing. The second thing, our clergy council. Our clergy council, I'm so proud of that. You know, I'm a, I'm a licensed ordained. Uh, pastor and, and chaplain for LA County Sheriff's Department. I'm very proud of that. Um, I, can, can you, can you, what is the clergy council for those so, who don't know? So the clergy council is, uh, it's a culmination of all uh, denominations that meet once a month. And it's kind of like, I use I use the expression 
I know a guy. So it's Catholics and Protestants and Muslims and Hindus. We all get together in the same room, and we discuss the idea of problems in our city. So if a Catholic member of a church would say, sir, I have a family that needs a place to live, and the Mormons would say, you know what, we have apartments. They can stay with us. And then the Protestants would say, you know what, we can bring some food, and we have shoes. And before you know it, they're all gathering. And that's truly, the, that's God's people at work. I don't care what denomination you belong to. Everybody, you know, wants to tell that their denomination is better than the other. However, it's God's people doing God's work. So that clergy council was a culmination of all denominations meeting together and really rendering service to anybody in need in our city. And they, they could be of any, they could be an atheist. They could be, but they just had to be in need. And so we really, we, we went after our veteran uh, community, we went after our, our foster kid community, we went after, you know, our, our animal community, we went after all these different things to help them. So I'm very proud of that. And then secondly is our uh, Downing Care Collaborative. And the Downing Care Collaborative, uh, abbreviated DCC, it really focuses on our foster kids. And when I was in office, when I was mayor, uh, Janice Hahn called me and said, Rick, we get over 100 calls a month to the suicide hotline for young foster kids that just have no hope. So I took that concept and I, I the clergy council format, and I brought into the, uh, the next room, I brought in high school counselors, police, mental health people, volunteers, social workers, clergy. I brought all in the same room, and I said, guys, we can do better than this. So what does it take? Because at that point, only less than 50% of our foster kids were even graduating. So that makes, that's the largest uh, influence in our homeless community. You grow out of the foster care system, you have no place to go, you're uneducated, you have no support, no parents, you be homeless. So I wanted to stop that. And what's the best way to stop it? Number one, get them to graduate. Number two, we have a lot of great employers in our city and get those people to hire our kids. And by the time they turn 18, they graduate, they have a job, they get off to the races. And today, I'm very proud of the Downing Care Collaborative. Out of all of our foster kids that are in high school, 100% of those kids graduate now. So I'm, I'm really proud of that because it, it, we did something. We didn't just talk about it, we, we actually did something. And then the last thing is, you know, I had a, um, a, a special program for our veterans and, and animals. You know, I, you guys know I'm a real dog person. I have a service dog and I love I love Coyote, my, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're nervous the coyote yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so I um, worked on a program where any veteran could walk into our local animal shelter, Siaka, could walk in there and say, I like that dog. And that Siaka would pay half and then the city would pay half, which is probably like maybe $50. And we give them 100 pounds of dog food, we give them a collar, a leash, a, a, um, a harness, they can put all their combat uh, patches on, and they can get uh, the first six weeks of training through PetSmart, and they can have that dog for free. So it found a home for the, for the dog, and it really found a companion for the veteran. So again, I love those things. And, and you know, Mario, you mentioned the coyote. I, I started this coyote um, program because a lady came to the city council one night, and she walked up to the mic and public comment, and she, she told her story. She was crying about this. She really was upset. Her dog was actually ripped apart in front of her. And I said to myself, you know, at that time I had a little dog. And I said, gosh, if that happened to me, how devastating would that be? And so we created a coyote management plan. And much like Gangs at a Downey, we, we created an acronym, Coyotes at a Downey. So it was good instead of good. And so, so it, worked, it worked out really well. I was very fortunate that, you know, um, the staff, a person that worked at Banya, did a great job. We put it together, we did. We got a volunteer staff, we did training, we went out and to the local neighborhood watch groups, we put pamphlets together. Um, again, I, I, was, I had free time, so I went to our neighboring cities 
and others that had real life guided problems like we do, and I saw what they did, and then I brought that, that concept back to City Hall, and I worked with our city manager, deputy city manager, and said, guys, we can do this to yeah. protect our children and our small yeah. animals. Rick, you know, as you know, I'm a John Wooden disciple, and John mm -hmm. Wooden always said, don't, don't measure activity as success. You, you know, you're always uh, a person when he gets things done. You and I share a lot of things. It's focus, let's get things done, let's be yeah. successful at it, no matter what it is, yeah. however we're promoting it on there. So today, there seems to be, how would you rate this current council? How would you rate things on our city? There seems to be a lot of discourse and some things that aren't getting done on there. What, what are your thoughts on that? You were so proactive in yeah. making sure we move the, we move forward. Yeah. You know, for me, I was very, very fortunate that uh, my year, my four years on council, I had a, just a fantastic council to work with. And we weren't all, we didn't all come from the same party. As a matter of fact, we were opposite sides of the aisle most of the time, but we were a family. And fortunately for me, I was the oldest guy in the room. And so I went to, I went to council thinking, gosh, how do I do this job? But I don't know how to do it. And I said, okay, let me treat it like I'm a CEO still. And so I would find people with talent, I, I sharpen their skills and their talents, and we work together. And you know, there was no need for lobbying. And right now, there's such a division within our council that there's nobody talking. Mm -hmm. And you know, as I mentioned earlier about this homeless issue, you know, Alex is the one, Mayor Alex, former Mayor Alex was the one that found this this um, coast to coast company through his brother, who's a judge. And he said, "Hey guys, you should check it out." So he said, "Okay, Alex, let's go." So one morning we got up early and we drove out to, to Fullerton. But it was an idea, it was a concept that was successful because he and I partnered together. You know, Claudia forgot the same thing. You know, uh, Blanca, the same thing. Even Sean, you know, Sean, you know, during his time working together with him, he was, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on. He couldn't be as active, but I would volunteer to help him. And, and Fernando, I never forget when I first got into council, the very first thing I said to Fernando, he was, he was the mayor at the time, and I said, I said, Fernando, can I re answer your emails and can I answer, respond to your phone calls? He said, why would you do that? Now, we have to remember that Fernando was younger than my son. Mm -hmm. And he said, why would you do that? And I said, I need to learn this job. And, and with that, for Fernando and I, it kind of bonded us together mm -hmm. because I was willing to help him. He's so busy with his business and it's really hard for him you know, when he was mayor. So, but I had the time. But that kind of blended us together. The willingness to work together and, and be part of a team, part of a family, it was awesome. Now it's... You know, I, I, what I see, I only see on the Zoom, you know, city council meetings or I hear, and I see them arguing and, and yelling, and, and the gadflies don't help. So, you know, these people that now, now we didn't have this at first, but now these guys come in, and they're more vulgar than ever. And you have children in the audience, and you have women in the audience, and female mayors, and, and, and these guys just... They have no respect whatsoever. And and it's uh, it's that Herman, the Greenberg, yeah. that Juan Joey Martinez, yeah. and uh, and one or two other ones. Yeah. And there Rudolfo, it just yeah. goes off yeah. the deep end yeah. and so forth. And I like naming them because they're gadflies. Yeah, you know? yeah. The gadflies, a little pest on the back of a horse. Yeah, you know? and they have no <laughs> they have no real purpose. They, I mean, I, I, if they would say, "Hey, you don't do this, or let's do this," I say, "Sit down, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. How can we work together to make your idea work?" Right. There is no talking to them. Rick, what's your opinion of the recall of Councilwoman Catherine Alvarez? I ask because she's serving in, in your district, yeah. the seat that she took over your seat. Yeah. Do you have an opinion? I do, and I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, as my, my best response to your question is I'm broken hearted. I'm broken hearted because I worked so hard 
to be the council member for District 3. You know, I walked that district three times during, prior to being elected. I knocked on doors, I talked to people. And then I had, a, I had a standing policy when I was in office. If somebody called me, you know, and I left a message, I got back to them. And if they were just like, the problem was so drastic, I said, you know what? I have your address, I'll be right there. And I leave City Hall and go to their address, go home, their home address. Even the chief back then would say, hey, let us go with you. That's a dangerous, I said, you know what? They have a problem, I want to deal with it. I worked really hard to keep our district so easygoing and so, you know, beautiful place to live. And now it's like, you know, it, it's so divisive. And I see that on, on the social media aspect. And, you know, I, I could have some very hardcore feelings with, you know, Catherine Alvarez and uh, Juan Joey Martinez. You know, they came to my house. I had a heart attack in the hospital there. Wait, wait, they came to your house to protest yeah, in the middle exactly. of the night. It don't make it sound like they came to your house. No, yeah. I'm saying I'm just yeah, correcting they, that. Yeah, they came to my house at yeah. 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm in the hospital with a heart monitor, and they, the, the, chief called, the chief calls me and says, hey, there's going to be people at your house. It went to other council members. They're going to be there with bullhorns and, and sticks, and and that's before we had to wear a hood or, or, or a mask. And I looked at my cameras on my phone. I looked there, and I see these people, and, yeah. man, my heart rate goes up and oh, down, yeah. up and down. And, the next day, the cardiologist walked in. And he said, hey, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Your heart, three o'clock in the morning, was racing out the door." Mm -hmm. But you know, so I could have some really hard feelings for her, but I don't. I don't because you know, I, I don't know what her purpose is in her position now as a council of our district. We have no representation. The residents in our district have no representation. You know, I, I have a beautiful home in in, uh, in District Three, and every home I street is over a million dollars in value. And people still come to my home. I could be watering the yard. I could be washing my cars. And somebody walk up and say, Mr. Mayor, I have a question. How do I do this, this, and this? I say, oh, call your council member. And they'll say, oh, no, you can't talk to her. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's what really breaks my heart. If she could be whatever she wants to believe in, and that's wonderful. This is America. But do your job. You know, help people, you know, that need help. There's some people yeah. that have trees falling down in the front yard or, or parking issues or, or, or I never forget I had a, I had a, I walked into a, a, a tobacco place to buy a cigar and, and a lighter I'm talking to this guy and he was from Egypt and he came to me and he said and we we're talking and he, and he said oh you're the mayor I recognize your picture in the paper I said yes sir and he says I have to tell you something he says my, my son he's 14 years old and all he does play video games I came from Egypt I'm a teacher I was a teacher I came here I worked at the store to save my money to buy it. This is America. I bought this store. This is my store. And he goes, I can't even do it with my son. He goes, can we please talk to him? I said, bring him to the mayor's office tomorrow. I'll talk with him. He brought him to the mayor's office. We sat there. He was wearing, the little young man was wearing a tie. He came walking in. And uh, he says, this is my son, sir. I said, hey. I said, tell me, you know, what do you want to do? You know, Marlon and I serve on the, the Army Advisory Board. And I thought, maybe I'll talk about joining the military. And he says, you know what, I like video games. Anything to do with video games, I like. I said, you know what, I have an idea. I asked the secretary at the time, I said, Monica, could you call the chief, tell him I'm coming down, and can we go to dispatch? Went to dispatch, and I said to the, the, our dispatchers, this young man likes video games. And they start talking, oh really, what do you play? And they start talking about video games that I don't know anything about. They're talking about it. But then they're also talking about their education and, and how their job is, and how their job is so critical in our city they save lives. So I told them, I said, you know what, this might be a job for you. I said, but understand the end game, these people save lives. They're not just playing video games. I never know I never what happened to this young man uh, since that time, but the father was so happy. And I thought to myself, wow, this is what an elected official should be. Should be you know, somebody that kind of helps 
I just push them off and say it's not my job. Right. Rick, how, how would you, you know, there's two frames of thought on, uh, on Catherine. Uh, one is, you know, she got duly elected, okay, and so forth. And the other one, of course, is people didn't know about her criminal past. Um, and then there's the third now, too. It's like, you know, what have you done since you've been in office or lack thereof or, or push things forward? And she really doesn't have any accomplishments because she doesn't seem to be able to work together with the rest of the council people. It's been a four to one or three yeah. to two vote and most things. So, so what are your thoughts on, on the recall itself and, and what people should know? It looks like they have enough signatures. Yeah. The recall. We'll yeah. know in the next, you know, two weeks and so forth. Uh, give us some thoughts on that. She should do the right thing. She should resign. She resigned and say, you know, I just can't do this. She's not, you know, she doesn't have the ability to truly understand and comprehend the duties of a council member. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most educated guy in the room. And when it comes to these issues, but I'm always, always willing to ask questions and, and go to people that are smarter than me, more educated than me and say, hey, what does this mean? How do I do this? But what's the next step? And, and that builds my sweat equity sit in the room with lawyers and doctors and say, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. She doesn't do that. It's, it's always combative. It's always combative with every, her fellow colleagues, uh, council, her, her city manager, her city manager. It's, it's always a debate. It's always an argument. So I think, you know, the best thing she could do for herself is resign, step down, say, like she said, it, it's a cost money. She's right. Step down. And I think that, you know, I went to a ribbon cutting last week for a new family-owned business in our city. And I think that you know, I sit on, now I sit on the board of directors for the chamber, and I, I see them as really struggling and trying hard to, to really celebrate new business owners. We're trying to come out of the pandemic, and we really want to have, encourage people to grow a business yeah. here, right? Yeah. Especially family business, that's my big deal. She shows up, she shows up, she's there for maybe five minutes, didn't say a word, she was in the photo, she went and she filled a plate full of food, and then went out the back door. That's not a leader. A leader is sit, to sit there with a, with the business owner and say, you're in my district. What is it you need? What can I do to help you make your business better? Mm -hmm. What can I do to be the ombudsman yeah. and be the liaison with the city officials? If you know, parking or, or hours or signage, tell me. Uh, let me be the person to go back and say, oh, and say, how can we fix this? Okay. So I think that my, my answer is that, you know, this whole recall, yes, it's a lot of time effort. You know, um, people are surprising. You know, I went out there and I walked also with them, and it's a praise. It's a praise. I would, it really made my heart warm my heart when I go there, knock on the door, and I say, "Hey, Mr. Mayor," yeah. and so I'm out of office yeah. now, I'm retired, and so. But they still look to me that with respect, and to me, that's everything. Yeah. Rick, you know, before I ask you this question, I just want to uh, emphasize. Uh, I still get asked myself if I'm going to run for office yeah. again for for that seat if she's recalled. And the answer is no, I'm not running for, yeah. for that office. That yeah. phase of my life is yeah. over. Right. It, it is what it is. Yeah. And I, I'm at peace with it. Right. And I'm, I'm done. You, Rick, you can run again. Yeah. Have you ever thought about running again? Oh, I think about it every day. I think about it every day. I mean, people always ask me, how was it to be the mayor um, of like the 13th large city and county of Los Angeles? And I said, it's the best job in the world. I loved it. I mean, I love being the CEO of my company. I love working with my family. I love that too. But this is the best retirement job in the world. But you know, I, I have, I definitely have a health issue, and a health issue. As much as I want to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm Teflon, I'm Iron Man, this, this, that. I got to be careful. Mm -hmm. And so these gadflies are demonstrating they're not going away. And so I don't want to sit there, run for office, and win because I would win. 
And I would sit there and be in office and have another, have another heart attack and then die in office. That's how, for my family. I mean, we work, our families worked so hard for two generations to build our empire we built and now not to enjoy it and just mm -hmm. go to, you know, I, I read about a guy, a, a Cerritos council member that, you know, he went, he ran for re-election, but he knew he had cancer. He ran and he got elected and within a year and a half, two years in his, his second term he died. I don't want to do that to our residents or my family, uh, but I do definitely want to help get the right person that'll give their best effort and, and do the right thing and be a good rep uh, a representative of District 3. Rick, what regrets do you have that maybe things that didn't get done during your time in office or you wish that you could have gotten finished or that you wish that they would have carried forward? So I, I, don't, I don't really have any regrets other than I, you know, I just really wish I could, I, I, you know, I really wanted to do another four years and then run for state senate. That was my goal, but that wasn't God's plan for me, you know, which I'm okay with. It took me a long time to get over it, but I'm okay with it. And I love serving on the Army Board with you. I mean, we have a lot of fun. Uh, Eric, any other questions you want to have for Mr. Rodriguez? No, I, you know, I, I want to thank you for, uh, for for being here today, and thank you for your, your friendship because you know we we knew each other before the yeah, city council, absolutely. and uh, I appreciate our relationship. And yeah. thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know I, what I said to you from the start, what an honor. You know, I saw I, I was a little hurt at first when I saw Alex. I said, "Wait, Alex, for me?" But maybe they're going out by the quarter, so A and then R. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, just on the city manager. Yours that day, you couldn't come actually <laughs> yeah. the next time on there. But yeah. no, we we're glad, and we'll have yeah. you back. And any particular issues or topics that you later on you want to talk yeah. about, you're always welcome on there. We we really enjoy that. Any final messages you want to send to our yeah, residents? I, I would say I would say to our Downey residents, take the time to say, okay, Lord, what is going to be good for our city? for our state, for our county. What's it be good for us? When they when they look at that ballot, you know, I mean, you know, I'm one of six children in my family, you know, I'm I'm the only Republican I have one of two Republicans in my family. But we fight all the time about politics. When it comes down to the end, we respect each other. And we kinda of laugh and joke with each other because we love each other. I think that's really where we, we really kinda of need to get back on that track of, yeah. of having respect for each other. And so I'm hoping that this next election we will do that. Think about it. Pray about it, you know. Really do some research, and and I think also, you know, especially with you guys, I think your your time here doing what you're doing is just so valuable because you're sending the message out to our city. And it's not one-sided. I've, I've listened to this stuff, and you you're really taking um, just information and putting it out there. So so thank you, thank well, you. We appreciate that very much on there. You know, uh, Ronald Reagan's famous for saying, you know, because when you agree with me 80% of the time, doesn't make you 20% my enemy. Yeah. You know, so it, uh, there's common ground. This is worked together right. on the 80%. Right. So we thank you so much yep. for being here. Absolutely. We've enjoyed this on there, and uh, I just want to thank uh, uh, Mayor Rick Rodriguez for being on here with us today as we continue this series of talking Downey with Mario and Eric. And Eric, I'm gonna let you have the final word. You said it all. <laughs> uh, give us uh, your feedback. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, but we'll see you next time.